Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. Welcome to That Davis Show. My name is Kenneth Davis. Please follow me at That's Davis on all social media platforms. I'm always fortunate enough to be joined by executive producer of all of this. That's Ryan B. Ski, Ryan Bukovetsky. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski one on Instagram. Uh, we got a lot to get into today. Uh, one, Ryan Pose, RP, has replaced RP as far as general <laughs> managers here in Chicago. Ryan Pose is in the building. Uh, we saw him at O'Hare with George McCaskey in the, the nice old classic Letterman Bears jacket, which right. I mean, it was that was sweet. Props out, George. Your swag was just your sweat. Your drip was nice. <laughs> I have to give you props. That was that was nice. Did he get right that there, from Mike. the uh, Saturday Night Live crew with the Superman? <laughs> exactly. No, so we definitely have to drop drop talk about that. Um, we're definitely going to talk about. The, the 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 last the games I'm sorry from last weekend all right the divisional round games in the NFL it was spectacular all right it was ecstasy at its highest point um so we definitely if you love sports let me leave with that if you love sports if you don't like sports it's like nah I guess all right uh, we're gonna talk and I'll get into my off top my uh, not my my up for, ah my off top in a minute <laughs> and definitely for up for grabs it's been a second for up for grabs. Uh, Ryan's going to take us to wherever Ryan takes us, and it's probably going to have something to do with the NBA. But anyway, Ryan, how have you been doing out there living in Vegas lifestyle? Uh, It's been a lot more chill of late. Felt like I was going a little crazy, spending the money. What's going going crazy? Casino. So is it betting? What? So what have you been spending majority betting? There, I mean, dabbling in all kinds of like, obviously (laughs) Vegas, expensive town. (laughs) you know like one thing i'll say about vegas you go and buy a drink at the bar it is like the strongest drinks i've ever had anywhere it's nuts okay i'm trying to think every place i've gone to it's like a double i don't get it okay okay see i've only i think for the most part when i was the times i've been in vegas i think i drunk i had i consumed my beverages on the floor yeah, so, see, like if you get it on the casino, they always yeah. water it down. Yeah, so I want to say, like, I don't remember it being, but I, I wasn't, I, I never, I don't think I had a beverage at a bar when I was there, so I can't even say. But see, right. I, I, I don't have the patience anymore to wait for them on the floor. I just go uh, right to the bar. Understandable, understandable. <laughs> Plus, I mean, take you way can, too I, long. Plus, it, you can kind of circumvent having to tip a bunch of people when you could just open up your tab and then sit there and pay the mm-hmm. bartender or whoever that, and you don't have to worry about tipping them. But not to say that you want to sit there and uh, bring wealth to the economy, but still, you know, as you said, you've been spending a lot of money. And, you know, just kind of going out, doing some of the touristy stuff. I went to like uh, Top of the World. Have you heard of Top of the World? Mm-mm. It's like uh, the Space Needle. I think it's even okay. higher. Than I the think Space I have Needle. heard of Top of the World then, because that's what I was thinking. Like, okay, is it something like the Space Needle? Okay. So I went up there. It was pretty cool. Like, Who'd you go with? You went with your roommate? Uh, yeah, my roommate and I. And then we actually okay. had another friend of us join us. Okay. Uh, 
worst food ever though do not get they are like this steakhouse that might have been the worst steak i've ever got in my life what kind and of I paid steak a pretty penny new york oh, strip and what okay how, how was it cooked i asked for medium because i didn't want to go rare just in case you might have to go on the runs Mm-hmm. So uh, it's I okay if you medium. win medium. It's okay if you win medium. Medium is that's as far as we go. That's yeah, as far as we go. go. Is that right anymore. there at the medium? Right there at the medium. Okay. And when I got it, it was charred to hell on the outside. It was red in the middle, but it was really charred on the outside. And it's like they cooked it on something that had bacon. I kept tasting bacon. Uh, not, I'm not to say that, you know, bacon pairs bad with steak. But if you right, didn't, but want, I didn't that, want that, right, that exactly. totally defeats what you were looking for. Yeah, that, you just it's killing your palate with that that pork taste on it. And they uh, they come in like, oh, we're this amazing steakhouse, this great steakhouse. And they charge like it's. The most amazing steakhouse. How much did it cost? Seventy. Okay. <laughs> I mean, not to say that you want. I mean, if for but for something that you you're, you're saying that wasn't appealing to your palate, that's a lot of money to yeah. spend on a piece of meat. Okay, yeah, let me ask so you this. So it was though. just like the experience, I guess, if you will. Well, how? What? What? Where the? What? What buffets have you been hitting up while you've been out there? Uh, I haven't done too much because I've been trying to diet. And the buffet okay. is just the worst thing to do with the it diet. Is. But uh, we're going to go crazy with some sushi tonight. Okay. Okay. So All that's right. going to be the plan. Get some sushi. Where um, where at? Where at? Where at? Uh, I'm not sure. We'll either go to a local spot over where we're living at or maybe go wild and go somewhere new and adventurous. Do Are you upset that the... Uh, the, the fire uh, waterfall or whatever in front of the Mirage is going to be destroyed since it's going to be the, since it's a hard rock property moving forward. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't live yeah. there, but I wouldn't. The Mirage, it's just kind of like whatever. It's not one of my favorites. <sighs> the first hotel I stayed in in Vegas was the Mirage. Ooh, this was okay. think about how long ago that had to be. I mean, so we're talking <laughs> we're talking at least 15 years ago if not a little more something like that it i did check beautiful. out the new casino the they had this new one resorts world open okay. up and it's like a big deal because it's one of the first like full scale big casinos that they've opened in decades or something like mm. that mm. really nice really okay. nice spot free right. parking by the way Ooh, all right. I know that that has to work, especially out there. All right. So let's jump into some sports topics. And of course, it is time to take it from the tippy, take it from the top. Taking it from the top. Top. Tippy. Sing it, daddy. Sing it, daddy. Sing it, daddy. My off top has to be my frustration with, I believe, my birthday mate. Um, and that is Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, but in particular, Barry Bonds, uh, not uh, not being elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame and now coming off the ballot because this is their last chance. Now it will have to be perhaps the old time click to what are you about to say. I was going to ask you about that. The what is that? The selection committee that got Harold Baines in. Right. Yeah. Or it's, no, it wasn't have Harold to be. Baines. Yes, it was. That's was how it? Harold Baines got in. Yes. Was yes, there somebody yes, else? Okay. Yes, um, there's been someone. There, but there have been several other old school players that have got in through that wave. But I was um, going to say, out of these, Schilling, Clemens, Bond, Sosa, how many of them are going to get picked up by that selection committee? I, 
I don't know what rules we're playing by. And again, let me lead with my biases in my open. I don't know when certain players started taking steroids, but the MLB didn't have rules against players taking steroids and owners knew they were taking steroids and they benefited from them taking steroids. I can remember the excitement my father and I had during the summer of 98 when Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire were chasing it down. Ken Griffey was in there for a minute. I don't know if Luis Gonzalez was in that or was a year after, but um, just still just thinking about the excitement and people forget that, that the lockout had, had done and this brought a lot of people to and back to baseball. Um, and I remember, it's funny, I remember when they found that Andrew and McGuire's locker and I told my dad, I was like, yeah, he's wearing up. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, why does he have a masking agent if he's not? And I was like, why would it even be out? Like, just whatever. That's not the point. Um, there, there are, in my opinion, degrees to this. All right. I'm not some forensic expert. I can't find out when, what, how and, and why. But I do believe Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens had Hall of Fame careers that we can kind of tell before they started juicing. Juicing. You look at the situation with the Red Sox and the reason that Clemens was traded to the Toronto Blue Jays, it was because they thought his career was over and that he was going to basically have the natural lifeline of what a pitcher would have had back in those days. What not all pitchers, but with most pitchers, especially a flamethrower not named Nolan Ryan. All right. You look at Barry Bonds, and I, I love the fact, and I go back to, I remember when Barry Bonds was sitting in a press conference, and he was like, you know, you see guys getting, you know, props, and I'm paraphrasing, props, and people highlighting them, and you're like, why, why aren't I getting that? And I remember watching, like, this fool is telling us why he did steroids. And I remember <laughs> the media really didn't sink their teeth into something. I'm not saying, like, I was the only person, but the media, to me, at that time, didn't run away with it, because I'm like, he's telling us, like, dude, this is why I started taking it. And not just not to say that at that specific point was when he initially started, but I, I do believe around that point is when he initially started, when the home runs started to get better and better and better. Barry Bonds showed me what, and it's, it, he was cheating, but there was no rules against it. Um, the and encouraged. Baseball, right. There was the greatest baseball player ever looked like. I never would have seen video game Barry if he wasn't roiding up. Um, and, and I'll tell you, back in those days, I was dead set against any of these cats for the most part getting into the Hall of Fame, right? Mm-hmm. But me too. I, and I was, but I was younger. You know what I'm saying? And when you're younger, you're still holding on to innocence and wanting the world to necessarily go the way that you're told the world is supposed to necessarily go. Now, as an older person and knowing that the world is just corrupt, and I, I, I still have rose-colored glasses on, and they probably do me a disservice at sometimes. But still, I know Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens were Hall of Famers before they started roiding up. Now, David Ortiz got in. We all know David Ortiz was on that list. That got, yep. that got, that got, that got he admitted that, to right? it. Right. Well, we are, yeah, we are. We, I can't even remember. So I don't want to actually say that. I know he was upset. I do remember that. But I don't remember him admitting and saying I was a steroid user. You know what I'm saying? So but now I, I don't even t- totally have a problem with David Ortiz getting to to the Hall of Fame. But if you even if you go back and players do uh, players do grow, you look at uh, twins uh, Ortiz and then you look at the Red Sox. But again, the Red Sox, he had one of the greatest RBI machines behind him protecting him as he was perfecting his craft as, as far as hitting. Um, but you let him in and, you know, and I think I think Gary Sheffield should should be in. But we I remember the clean and the clear and that that discussion, you know, like some of these guys were exceptional before they were roiding up. 
That's just the truth mm-hmm. for the man. Gary Sheffield's bat speed was he, he from from the womb to the tomb. His bat speed, I could see him right now, and be like, "How are you doing that? Like, how are you timing that up right for the ball coming?" And you're like, "From the womb to the tomb." All right. So there are some guys I'm I'm cool with. Now you mentioned Sammy Sosa, and I'll throw Mark McGuire. I, to me, these are guys, and I'm not to say that they wouldn't perhaps have been maybe borderline. I mean, borderline. This goes to like. Um, a boards and bursting, the hall of very good. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like mm-hmm. they, they may have gotten themselves and I'm saying they may have gotten themselves into the hall of very good. I'm not saying that they, they're automatically hall of very good locks. That is not what I'm saying, but I'm saying steroids perhaps would have, could have gotten them may have placed them in the hall of very, I don't still look at them. Now, if they didn't use steroids and they had those numbers, they're clear hall of famers. You know what I'm saying? They're, it's not even a question, but Come on, you know, Ralphie Palmero's not going to get in. And I know some of that, a lot of that has to do with what happened in, in Congress with waving the finger and all that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, but still, <laughs> I mean, and, and it's it's just it's, it's frustrating because one, it's supposed to be the hall. It's, you're supposed to be telling us what the history is. And again, I'm not telling us the history when everyone's like, yeah, just put on, just let them all in and put on their, their placket. No, 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 no. Cause some of you guys yeah, are hall no. of famers. Like that's not, no, nah, we're not going to play you. You, you're a hall of, you would have had 390 home runs. If that, if you didn't roid up, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm not letting you in my hall. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's, that's my point. It's, it's, it's sad, but I'll say this. And I, I thought about myself uh, earlier today. I used to say, you know, and I mean this affectionately, Frank Thomas is such a jerk. He wasn't going to take steroids. Right. And it hit me. I got some jerk in me, too. Right. And I, I partially and I wonder if this is re- really getting to the heart of why Frank was. And I, I, this is the, what the problem with what Clemens and, and, and the Bonds did. Once you've been so great. And even if you can sustain it further or even improve on it due to additives from uh, HGH and anabolic steroids and so on and so forth, clean the cream and the clear, you risk the fact that people are going to judge your ent- the entirety of your career based on the part where you were cheating. And that mm-hmm. would have fr- that would have made me not do steroids. Like if I was someone, even if I was a borderline Hall of Famer, I don't I wouldn't have done steroids because I would have felt like, man, I would have one thought I was going to get caught and I would have felt like when I get caught, they're going to think all of this maybe had to do with it. You know what I'm saying? And now you look at what I was just saying as far as coming, coming, coming to the effort of Bonds and and Clemens and saying, well, I I think there's a delineation to where you can kind of see where they were that, you know, that still hurts that. And that's hurting them now, even though some people are just keeping them out because they view them as cheaters and cheaters, in their opinion, shouldn't get in in general. So that's my feeling. I think both of them are Hall of Famers. Um, I think they I think Bonds and his ego, I think both of them ego, but Bonds with ego got wrapped up in it because Clemens was coming down. Bonds was still nice. Actually, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like Bonds could have still won like a batting title. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he wouldn't have led the league in homers, but he could have won several batting titles still. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Clemens, the velocity also having the endurance, keeping his endurance to where he needed to be as he was aging at that time. I, and I, I could I could see why. But I, I believe both of them are Hall of Famers. And they, they are in, in some ways for me, especially the people that we're going to say we're going to paint a scarlet letter on. I have to give them 
a pass, in my opinion. Like of all these, they, these two deserve a pass because these are generational talents. You know what I'm saying? Like, period. And like, even if you want to say, with, for instance, like A Rod, like A Rod, of course, used steroids and got caught using steroids. You don't know when he started using steroids, but physically, you cannot be just the steroids cannot do all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, right, it, it, right, right. And it, it mean, and you still have to have the eye. You still have to have all of that. So, I mean, I, I get why he'll be ding even more. But I mean, A-Rod is one of the greater players ever. But I mean, I I, I don't know. But look, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at these players that played in the 80s to where at that point we kind of I mean, you got to remember, they really didn't lift weights in baseball until mm-hmm. the mid to late 90s. They, they were they were always worried about flexibility and bulk was not what you wanted to do when it come, when it came to baseball. So again, that's that's my opinion. Um, and, but I'll say this: that's why you don't do shit like that. I mean, like when when push comes to shove, if I'm having this conversation with my son and I'm like, man, it's not fair. You know, what I'm saying you put in the work, you deserve it, but you cheated. And unfortunately, this comes with you. You was you you were seeking that adulation, and this is the flip side of the adulation that you were seeking. Not just adulation, uh, 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 fame and and wealth too. Because let's not act like these guys didn't get longer, more money, and more contracts in in, in their their older years. Uh, but hey, you, you, this comes with the game. So even though I think they should be in, it's part of the play, man. Yeah, I don't disagree at all. And I think like I was very similar to you. I thought they don't deserve to be in ever. They're cheaters, blah, blah, blah. But over the years, kind of just like thought about their perspective. And it's funny, uh, this kind of came up just in my personal life. Like last week when I was out doing some of those deliveries I was telling you to do, Mm -hmm. I I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone and I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, but it was something where like how the world has changed today versus like when we were younger in college at the time. And like, if you're not in these certain types of things like social media or I don't know, just some of the things that like having a smartphone, having devices, streaming, like being up on that. And I think we were talking about like job competition and it's funny how like you have to almost fall in line sometimes because even if you want to do something different than what the norm is, if what people are looking at is the norm, then being different isn't good. And I think of that with steroid users. If you're just like, no, I'm not going to use it. But then you see every MF on the field using it and being better than you. And you're like, I know I'm better than this dude. And he is striking me out because he's just throwing heat from these steroids that he's using. It's going to potentially make you cave and just want to do steroids because you want that even playing field. You want to be same kind of level as everybody else. So you can prove how much better you are than everybody else type thing. Especially when you're an athlete at the professional level, you are so competitive. It's so hardwired in you. You can't accept like losing. You can't accept just being less than, you know, Joe Schmo out there who's using steroids. So I'm sure a lot of guys came to that kind of thing. And then I think what put me over the top was when you let Bud Selig in the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's right. it. We right. talked about this back when this happened. Like, you gotta let, he, yeah, dude. he was out there like, take the shir- syringe, take it all. Like he wanted the steroids in baseball as much as anybody because he saw that what you talked about the summer of 98 the numbers coming back the growth still, of the game uh, his family still owned the brewers too at the time 
Let's not forget that, too. I think his daughter, he gave passed off control to her. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. But during that era, I mean, they sold it, but he still had an ownership right. in baseball. So like what you're saying, it was beneficial outside of you want to be successful as a commissioner. with looking at the TV numbers and the gates and everything. It was totally beneficial. And as you said, especially for him to come out hard against it. When, well, like, when did he do that? When there was mounting public pressure to right. do it. Right. When so. there was there was little echoes of, hey, there's steroids in baseball. He wasn't amplifying that. Hey, let's get an investigation going. No, right. no, no, no. When Senate got involved, when the government got involved, you know what? These cheaters are bad. You're right. Let's get them out of right. here so I can get in the Hall of Fame. Totally. Totally. So uh, I'm I'm with you on that point. But, um, you know, again, it, 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 with baseball, you reap what you sow. And that goes from it, the owners haven't paid for it, though. You know what I'm saying? They 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 haven't paid really a penalty for going. Well, it's funny that you even place. said like the extra years and the extra money. It's probably a drop in the bucket what they were making off of oh, that to- Barry Bonds stuff. Totally. So it's not even a dog. You got to think how that. I mean, what McCovey Cove that PNC? I mean, that Barry Bonds built that. Yeah. So. You could like how so many they, ESPN games was he on? How many did they try right. to flex to get him on to show? How many times did they break from whatever was on ESPN? Right. Hey, right. let's show the. Uh, and you Barry see some Bonds guy in a, in a kayak, a right. <laughs> like out, like dude. So look, what you're saying is as far as the drop in the bucket. Yeah, they were making money hand over fist, and that dog. We're talking about San Francisco. You know how expensive living in San Francisco is. Like, come on, man. So, you know how much yeah. it is to rent one of those kayaks and get your ass out there in the middle no, of that? No, actually, I, no, my, <laughs> my brown self doesn't. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I definitely want to jump into that and talk a little bit about just the, 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 I don't know. Um, the, the, the hypocrisy, honestly. Thank you. That's what I was trying. That's exactly what I was trying to look for. It, it, it's just, it's ridiculous. But such is life, unfortunately. Such I mean, I, I have no doubt Barry Bonds will be in the Hall of Fame one day. I think, but Roger. I, 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 listen, and not I to bet say you they'll both go in. Either. They'll both go in together. I bet if I got a feeling <laughs> if one of them goes in. Because, I mean, but, but this is the thing, too, to remember. We also, we don't even know what other committees in the next 20 years may be right. made to put right. people into the Hall of Fame. They may have, listen, who, they may have this, a, the steroid who's Jerry committee. thinking of, of, like, which White Sox guy can I get in exactly. here? I, I need a committee. <laughs> so, yeah, we need to so, start yeah. a committee. I need to get some guys in here. Yeah, How do I get so, Polly, the captain? I need him in the hall. <laughs> no. And now listen, I'm you know I'm He's a, not in the Hall of Fame? I'm putting Burley in. I need a committee. It is well, Burley's about to come off of it, I, I believe. If uh I don't know if it's this year or next year. I love me some Mark Burley. Um if we were looking through a lens of what starting pitches may be doing from like now to the future. I could understand, you know, saying because you're not going to have as many wins now, especially with specializing bullpens right. and stuff like that. But I mean, Burley still did pitch through back then. You know what I'm saying? Um, Burley will be in the Hall of Very Good. You know, it's not, and I'm not. Burley is my favorite. Burley is one of my favorite White Sox players. Period. All right, he's my favorite White Sox pitcher. I love Mark Burley. If he got into the Hall of Fame, I would be happy. But I'm, I'm I have to be honest. He isn't at Hall of Fame level. 
You know what I'm saying? But if he got in, I would be ru- I would be screaming to the rooftop. Jerry, Jerry's watching this episode and he's saying, no, Ken, I'm getting them in. Don't you worry. Hey, hey take care of that business. Because, look, you know what? I, that that may be a day where I have to pop up, you know, at the Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? I may have to pop Cooperstown? up at Cooperstown for Mark Burley. That's how important Mark Burley is to me. And I mean, I'm 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 probably I may be a slightly bigger Frank fan, but I didn't pop up. But I it'd be especially you know what to make it uh, to a certain degree even like this. Frank Thomas was a bigger national celebrity than Mark mm-hmm. Burley, so it'd even be uh, a more of an intimate White Sox setting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, to do it for for Mark Burley. So uh, if he did, I'm not like I said. I he to me in the hall very good. But if he got in, I'm celebrating. Don't get it twisted. As you He's should. My As He's you my should. guy. So I think you can make an argument. I'm with you. Hall of very good. But I think you can make an if argument. He just Mark. if he if he would have had one Cy Young, maybe if he would got yeah. two here. He'd be a lot. He just would have had one. But he Cy he was Young. definitely he had a streak where he was arguably the best pitcher in baseball, if not the best, automatically, especially around that World Series team. And he was the face of that World Series pitching rotation, and that's the reason why they won it. I don't know if I can say he was the best pitcher in baseball. Now, if you, I thought he was on a run lefties, where he was pretty maybe, close. Maybe he would be in the top three lefties at a particular time. I'd be willing to go there. I don't think Mark Burley at, was the top pitcher, and I will have to look at that era and go through it because I think I could still point out some guys where I'd be like, "Man, listen, because if we all we got to do is go look at who won the Cy Youngs back then yeah. and what, how the runners." But up I just with. I remember watching him and just being like, "My goodness, this dude is getting everybody out." It was a quick game too, boy. You went, oh yeah, be, and, and sometimes low. it would be so damn quick because he'd be throwing right. those perfect games, right, dude? Like, um, it was, and he had a rash of like perfects and no hitters, no hitters, and, like, yeah, dude. Back to back seasons, and dude, if he had, dude, I'm saying, if he had one Cy Young, it, we could, we would have a strong argument. You know what I'm saying? Just a strong, because mm-hmm. then it would make all those other numbers. You'd be like, dog, he was one of the better guys. He just, if he just, if he had two, it'd be a wrap. All right, like it'd be like it, but also even playing for the White Sox, it's a, in a way in a big city, it's a small market team. So if Burley played, even if you could look at if he played for the Mets, because of course New York belongs to the Yankees, but if he played for the Mets, his Hall of Fame candidacy would be bigger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and maybe he wins a Cy Young. And so I was gonna. That's kind of the way I was leaning towards. If he if he pays for like the like the Red Sox, you know, it's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? If right. you play for the Yankees, the Dodgers, you know, so to a certain degree, the Cubs, but it would have to be a team that was winning. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I believe you you would need winning to go along with what he was doing. So that's the only reason I kind of not necessarily just say it with the Cubs, too. You know what I'm saying? The Cardinals. You know what I'm saying? So Which we used to always be so fearful of him leaving us. He wants to leave us to go play for his, oh, home, yeah. his, his, yeah. his home state Cardinals, man. I remember yeah. when he sat there and he was – and this he had already been a White Sox through and through through this time. But I remember what was like, well, if he goes home, great for him. Um, they're going to trade him. And then like uh, last minute, the Sox and him did a deal before the trade deadline for like another two or three years. I think that was, he had a year left when they he went down on the yes. Marlins. I don't know if, or he got traded. I don't remember how that He went, went to Toronto first, right? 
Was it Toronto yeah. first? Yeah, I think you may be right. I think you may be right. So no, I think no, I think he went to the Marlins and the, the Marlins went so bad they traded they off traded all those players and he ended up in Toronto. Because I remember he was like, he had the pit bulls and they're not allowed in Canada. And it right. was like, what right. the heck am I gonna do with all these pit bulls? Right. Some so, BS. Dude, um but I, I, That's funny though. They must have like talked like, hey, Jerry, come on. You know I don't like St. Louis. So what the hell is going on here? Where's this contract? So, and it just showed you what he meant to the organization. And I mean, I, that with Jerry breaking his rules, that was one of the time. If I just remember being like, he's gone. I, I love him. He's gone. And then for them to do that, I was like, yeah, man. Because it, it was like, he, Mark Burley is really near and dear to my White Sox heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, re, I, I was talking about favorite White Sox players the other day, and I forgot to talk about him because he could usurp all of them MFs in a way with just how yeah. near and dear sometimes he, he could be to my heart. But anyway, we got big news to jump into today. All right. And then we're going to go to the turf or the grass, all right? Uh, depending, on where you, depending on where you play, it's sh- shady grass here in Soldier Field. Um, but uh, the Bears, all right, have finally reached an agreement with their new general manager, former executive director of player personnel with the Kansas City Chiefs, Ryan Poles, Boston College grad and offensive tackle, has signed on to be the Bears' new general manager, RP to RP, as far as initials from Ryan Pace. To Hopefully Ryan it's not Pope. an RIP. I mean, just think of some of the stuff they don't have to change up there. They'd be like, no, 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 no. Just all you got to do is O-P-E. <laughs> O-P-E. I, I hope the, the email address so, is just initials. Yeah, right. Kick just the ace off. RP. Yeah, to kick the ace off, O-P-E. You're, you're, you're polls. I mean, I said Pope. O, polls. O-L-E. Keep that E. Keep that E over there. O-L-E-S. O-L-E-S. We need to get that AC out of here, though. So they're also very young, 36 years old. So yesterday, I'm sitting here and I'm going, I'm perusing the media. I'm looking at, of course, NBCSports.com, the Athletic and Chicago Tribune in general. Um, big with that. And I'm just looking at the news as far as the finalists and who the Bears are interviewing for general manager. And I have been asphyxiated uh, with Morocco Brown because his name is Morocco Brown. No, I, I, Chris Ballard, too. I, I, the Chris Ballard getting away situation. It was funny. We had a nice conversation after an under center episode and strobes. Gave gave a really good reason, and sometimes that some of the Chris Ballard thing may be a bit a bit too much. You know, not to say he doesn't deserve some props, but maybe a bit too much, especially when it comes to winning it all. You know what I'm saying? But I was looking yesterday, and I came to the realization, like, okay, what the hell bad has the Kansas City Chiefs been doing? Because I've been seeing Ryan Poles, and he was a finalist for this job, and. The uh, the Vikings gig and just seeing that the job and the Giants. I say the job seat interviewed interviewed for already, and I was like, common sense basically says if they can get Ryan Poles, they should take Ryan Poles. That's my that was what I reading it. I'm just giving you my opinion and my thought because out of all of the all of the situations, as as far as what I can remember right now, he comes from the best situation. Now, that's a lot of that's a lot of hands in that pot. You know what I'm saying? As far as mm-hmm. who did what pick, what pick who, um, especially depending on where he was at what positions, because he, he's been there for an extremely, extremely long time. As far as some of the jobs that he's held, he was a player personnel assistant. He was a college scout and administrator and coordinator. He was the director of college scouting. 
He was the assistant director of player personnel. And of course, as I just said, he was executive uh, player personnel, executive director of player personnel, uh, part of the team that won the Super Bowl. Um, so he's he's worn many hats within an organization, and also that organization has gone through a lot of changes up top as far as who is, is in charge of everything. So he's worked with a different amount of different guys while he was three different GMs, three different GMs. So Scott Pioli, Coley, John Dorsey, Beach. and Beach, and Beach. Um, so. To me, when you're looking at it and you look at how Kansas City has been running their business, I guess we should dip our toe back into the Kansas City Chiefs uh, (laughs) organization as far as Matt Nagy. Isn't it like bizarre? Like you just looked at the resume. It's basically Ryan Pace. You're Mm -hmm. going back to the place with Matt Nagy and going back into that. Like it's almost like the Bears made a new hire while still making the same hire. But that's not me judging this hire because – I'm like you when they announced who are the reported finalists of the finalists were for the GM. Ryan Poles was my favorite. Yeah. So they got him. Um, I, I, I think this job is sexier than the Vikings jobs with when you have Kirk Cousins on one last right. year, but also you don't know uh, what's going to happen with the QB situation. Also, some of those contracts are going to have to come off the books, uh, just like with the Bears. But at least you still have uh, if you if he cares for if Ryan Pauls and I would think he does. If he cares for Justin Fields, you have Justin Fields to build around. And I'm sure if you, you're taking this job, you plan on being here for a, a, a number of years. You know what I'm saying? So at least you have that. Um, one thing that David Kaplan did say on the Under Center podcast today when we were live streaming, you can probably check that out on YouTube, um, was that, and you've heard this, everyone's heard this reported, that Ryan Poles, through sources, I heard it on 670 Score with Parkinson Spiegel, uh, Spiegel said that his sources said the same thing, that Ryan Poles basically told George McCaskey, I don't want this job if I can't choose who my head coach is going to be. So we'll find out. When we we already know there were three finalists and Dan Quinn, um, uh, uh, Jim Caldwell. Thank you. I I couldn't think of Jim Caldwell's first name. Jim, you know, I know Eberflus. Flus. (laughs) But but, uh, Jim Caldwell and Matt Eberflus. um, And I'm out of those three. I'm Dan Quinn, even though just with my Morocco Brown. I I, man, I put it on Alex Shapiro. Make sure you check out his articles on NBSports.com. Man, that flu, he put that flu in me. You know, he gave me, he put that flu in me. I, I like him too. I'm intrigued by the flu. You know what I'm I saying? I am too. I'm, I'm intrigued by the So I wouldn't who, be upset. Who are your coaches that you like? Okay. Um, I like Brian Flores, but all I keep hearing is terrible stuff. <laughs> me too. Right? I'm with you. Brian Flores. I keep hearing I mean, and I hear it, and I'm still like, I hear you. But right, like yeah, I mean, I I hear it. So you know what? Sometimes I, you have to realize, and this is where as fans we run into the situation. You need to listen, right? And I, we could be wrong, but if you you hear enough rumblings that perhaps not to do it now again. Uh, Brian Flores and and Ryan Poe's careers crossed over at Boston College. Right. Along with uh, along with uh, Matt Ryan, the uh, QB for. Yeah, I think it was Ryan Poles played with Matt Ryan. I don't think he played with Flores, but they're both alums. Okay, I thought this I thought I saw overlapped. Now, I could be wrong. They might. I I could could be be wrong. wrong I could be I could be wrong. But I thought and I think I thought I heard I thought I heard it also on the radio. 
But so uh, again, Brian Flores, because of his success. Um, but one thing I, to, to also point out, I believe in the last two seasons, he's only beat a team over 500 twice. Yes, so, I think it was in his last 17 games, he's only won two games above a 500. Team. So that, I mean, again, when you were trying to give him props for not having the, the most talented team and getting it done, all he's basically doing is beating the teams that he's supposed to beat. And that's, yeah. I'll say this, with, with a team that's underwhelming, that's still a little bit something to be said because a lot of teams either quit on the coach, especially if there's tension going on inside of the organization, at least just in my opinion. Um, so that I think I, the I, only I, other thing with Flores, and this is Dan Quinn too, couldn't ever figure out that offensive coordinator. That was, like, see, that's, that's why Quinn I'm off got of Kyle it. Shanahan, but right. couldn't figure it out after that. Right, and that's Same why I'm Brian Flores. That's why I'm kind of off the Brian Flores. I mean, four coordinators in three years. I and mean, a disaster it's disaster setup yeah, this year. That's where it's just kind of like you know what? I don't even you right. You need a year off to be honest with you, because you were trying to sit there and hit the reset button on the offensive side, and you you in my opinion didn't have an understanding of what you really needed to do. You were trying to do a shortcut. And it, it was never working. So that that because that was and I'm happy you brought that up. That's my biggest problem with Brian Flores outside of what you hear about him and how he may at, be dysfunctional inside of organization, allegedly. Um, but he I, I don't think he knows what's going on offensively just yet. Perhaps he will later on in his career, but he doesn't. Dan Quinn, though, out because he coached longer than Brian Flores and had more success. I'm willing to believe perhaps he may know better than the situation that took place. Plus another thing, and, and, and Dave wants to said this too. Once you lose in a Super Bowl like that, you really don't come back from it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, I mean, you, up the biggest comeback of all time. You don't. Re- I mean, that's that's especially I mean, mind you, you're you're a young newbie coach trying to come out of something. This isn't like Dan Reeves. You know what I'm saying? This isn't, right, this isn't right. Andy Reid with the Eagles. You, you, This isn't even Andy Reid from last year. I mean, you know, last year losing to Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? Where you, Andy Reid, no, okay, we're going to figure this out. Now, you a second-year, third-year head coach. Dog, it's hard to straighten up this ship after you took your team to, to, to the top, the tippity of the top, and blew it. Right. And it mm-hmm. wasn't even a tip of the top. You had your foot in the door to where right. the trophy was. Right. And and then I mean, they you, put it in his hands and then they ripped it. Tom Brady. Right. It out so of it's you dude. that's listen. I'm that's hard to come back from because I, I know me being in that situation. That shell shock, man, is going to be in the back of your mind. Regardless, you're going to you're going to need therapy for that. <laughs> All right. You're going to need to talk to somebody. I don't think Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy is necessarily great therapy. Ex- but maybe exactly. that works. You know, but, but listen, maybe even you picked up something down there with Kellen Moore or you saw what didn't happen from how the biggest beginning of the season did have the Cowboys when the offense was a juggernaut. And then it kind of peter pattered out, especially looking at it from a defensive side. So I'm more interested in Dan Quinn. Um, again, uh, Jim Caldwell situation. I just, I just don't know if Jim Caldwell moves the needle. You know, say enough. I don't Wasn't think he I think Jim could be, he Wasn't was he sick. He, he was health, his health because he was supposed to be assistant head coach played for Brian Flores and um, he, his health was in a bad situation. And I believe now he's on a plant-based diet. So he's doing better. He's 67 years old. 
So you don't know because the long. out of football thing always scares me a little it bit. Should, I don't it, know about you. No, it, it, it should scare you. Um, so I, 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 even though I'll say this, he's not a bad, he's not a bad head coach. No. It wouldn't be, I wouldn't go. He should you know, still be the lions head coach. Honestly. Right. Right. Except the health would have taken him out, but you're right. He still should have been the lion's head coach. Uh, especially with, when you look at what happened with Matt Patricia after, and even the fact with Campbell in his rookie right. year, we don't oh, know. Oh, exactly Hey, we're making the playoffs. It. Let's fire this guy. I miss the losing. Right. So, um, I'm trying to think. I thought, and this is, of course, is a pie in the sky. That when the Sean Payton news broke, I was like, "Why couldn't you have done this last year? Right? Like you could have taken this year off, and then you could be." Even though that means who knows if he See, won. We the- called it. What was it last show? Like if you're going to keep Ryan Pace, you got to bring in Sean Payton. I guess uh, they were on speakerphone with Sean. Yeah, I'm about to retire. All right, Pace, get the hell out of here. We know. Right? Look, <laughs> they were waiting. They were waiting. Like, is he coming? Is he- <laughs> to get your shit. <laughs> All right, get, get, we'll find a new RP. Ted, grab that coat for him. Yeah, yeah you get your ass up on the Um, the Jim Harbaugh thing is gone. Like, I, it's cool that people bring it up again on Under Center. Make sure you check it out. Dave Wanstead, who has still been in connection with 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 uh, Jim Harbaugh, basically said the Bears didn't even do a Zoom video with him. It kind of seemed like the Bears didn't go deep enough to get hardball. Now I'll say this, that's still, we still don't, even though Dave wants us cool with him, we still don't know if there was some type of uh, message sent of interest, you know what I'm saying? Or a feeler, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. If there there was, but I'll say this from what it seems like from, from, from Dave wants that it really wasn't, or it wasn't a significant one, you know? And I'll say, if you, if you didn't do that, your due diligence, you're you're, you're not doing your, your, your organization, um, uh, you're doing your organization a disservice is what I should say. You know what I'm saying? You, you, I, it kind of makes sense to me. I totally agree with you though. You need to do the due diligence. You should do the interview. Like, I don't like that, but I mean, if he's really going to ask for a hundred million dollars, we know the bears weren't going to pay that. And if you hired Bill Polian to be your consultant, I'm sure Bill was telling him, there's a lot of coaches you can hire. You don't need Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. And I mean, I'll tell you this. That's not my money. That's a lot of power and authority right. you're giving away. And sometimes because you give away that much power and there's no due date as far as when you're asking for uh, production, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause think about, it, I don't, I got a feeling that John Gruden, Regardless of what I, one, I don't even know if John Gruden was would have been re- retained for the remainder of the season if the Raiders would have made the playoffs. To be honest with you, I think getting him out of there may have been a benefit to them um, than than necessarily hurting them, right? And that's on top of everything that took place in Las Vegas, where you're at this this year. It's a mess, but, but still, there was they, the Roosters were never coming home to roost. You know, like at what point was he really going to have to produce? Because what you were never going to sit there and let him walk with 50 million still left on that bad boy for real. You you know, like you may wait till it gets down to like 20. Yeah, I was going to say you're going eight years at least. Yeah, you you. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and, and again, not to say that Harbaugh couldn't come here and change everything. But to your point, I don't know if it's the be all end all, but the Bears did a disservice if they didn't go after. 
Um, yes, that's, and that's I just agree. It, and, and again, there's still certain things you can't do with a college coach who is clearly not broken away from his university because you don't want to hurt his recruiting and whatever type of whatever's going on with the university as far as bringing in new coaches like he did with the D.C. from Indy. Um, but still, it, it was a disservice if they didn't. Um, I don't really know to be like just looking at who's. Who's out there that necessarily really appeals to me? Well, one thing me? that I thought was really interesting, it's like, why wouldn't Eric Bieniemy be a, a candidate? He got to be interviewed. He has to be interviewed. I'll like, tell you this. He's been talking about as a hot candidate for years. Dude. You're coming from a Kansas City executive. like. Wait, Ryan, Ryan, regardless of if he will get the job or not, Ryan Poles has to interview. But I'll tell you this, to be honest with you. It may be time for Eric Bieniemy to take another offensive coordinator job someplace else, someplace mm-hmm. where the coach is not an offensive right. coach. Get out of the so shadow of Andy. Get Reed. out. Get from because if he gets from under Andy Reid, regardless, and we've heard rumors that because we know that man can cast a shadow with that. <laughs> but that's wrong. <laughs> but, but 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 I'll say this: since we heard rumors that he perhaps doesn't interview well, allegedly. It won't matter if you get from under Andy Reid and show that you are a, a wizard when it comes to offensive coaching. It, it people, especially when we talk about offense, people will be like, "Yeah, I don't care if he if he can come here and get my team going, we'll fix that. We'll train him up as far as getting someone to help him do that when he's necessarily interacting with the media." Uh, but I would think Ryan Poe. I mean, just as far as a solid to the Chiefs, that you have to give him. Right. And you, but I never even thought. I mean, I, I would be interested, um, especially Prince. Let's just say this: if you if you bring in a Jim Caldwell as your head coach, it may pique my interest a little bit. If 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 enemy is his offensive coordinator, to be honest with you, especially <laughs> if it's offensive coordinator to take over as head coach, right? Propose like that, it may it may that, it may peak. That yeah, does it, still scare me, though. If you go defense, like I want them to get the leader. I want them to get the guy that's going to run the franchise on the field type thing. But, boy, I'm nervous still about, okay, let's develop Justin Fields. Okay, we got this offense court. He's gone after year one. Who do we go to now? And we've seen that story a lot with the Bears. So I would like at least a finalist that's an offensive coach. I'm surprised maybe that they don't like Brian Dable because he's the other guy that I'm just like high on. And we've been high on Brian Dable for – a long time like to me he just makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. but i i would be also interested too like maybe you steal a quarterback's coach or eric b somebody that's ready to kind of like leave their situation with their offensive guru or something and you turn them into the play caller and maybe you can hold on to him for a couple of years or something like that yeah I, I mean i'm with the only problem with the qb coach is he you don't know as far as yeah. this play calling. Well, like it, I, I I heard this and I thought it was interesting. Like, let's say Sean McVay. Sean McVay is doing the play calling. Let's say you try right. to steal someone from the Rams, offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, whatever. They're not doing anything with the plays. You know, like same thing in Kansas City. But same only, thing okay. as like I'll say, But I'll say this. What? But how long has, I forget the, the uh, offensive coordinator for the Rams now. How long has he been in that position? Oh, I have no idea. I can look it I up. Think it couldn't be more than two seasons, I believe. It, I don't think it's more than two years. I could be wrong, though, right? At least when you look at being me, he's been in that position for four seasons now. So I would I would think that he's picked up, even if Andy Reid is in charge, 
he's picked up something. And you look at how it seemed like Andy Reid did give chances to a Matt Nagy. I would think he's given more opportunities to someone who's been there longer and seems more competent by the fact of how well they've been winning. He's been with the Rams since 2020. Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, so he's been there a year. But he did, I believe, work with uh, Sean McVay with, with Washington. Okay, and I don't uh, that 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 offense didn't appeal to me. If that was a Kirk Cousins offense, I, I believe probably back then. Yeah, the RG three and, and Kyle Shanahan and the OC. That's right. how they all know each other. So I mean, again, I mean, hey, if we're gonna do that, go get me the, the kid to do from uh, from the 49ers that Tony loves. That's quirky as you know what. Have you seen that kid? I forget what his name is. No. Uh, the 40, oh man, at the, the quarterbacks is, coach. I don't know if he's a. I think he's the offensive coordinator. I could be wrong. Hold on, man. Let me see real quick. Let me go look into my threads. Go to my. Wait. Is it Michael Lee McDaniel? Oh yeah, it's Michael McDaniel. It's got. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Who Michael did, McDaniel. Uh, he's the OC. The, he's the OC. The Mike yeah, Jones. The, yes, that's it. Yes, he did the Mike Jones. Right. Yeah, the OC. Yeah. The OC. If you're gonna do that, go get me him then. If you, you know, what I'm yeah. saying, go. Go give me that kid if we're going to go in that way or whatever. Give me somebody. But we don't you – know, it's the thing, too. We don't know, all right? We're sitting here yeah. – this is the most spec- well, the, the speculation of speculation of speculation. Well, it's fun, you know, to do the speculation because you can only do it now. You know, like I like taking advantage of – like I heard on the radio even, like this is Bears Optimism Day. Like, yeah, let's take advantage of this because it's probably going to get dark pretty soon. <laughs> that's man, man, with the come on, listen, don't do let me enjoy this for a second. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we need to like, enjoy it. Okay, but tomorrow is gonna be humglum like Well, you know, like. George is gonna throw the old uh jacket on and do something crazy, probably, but whatever. Uh I think like the big thing though is you know, if these reports are true that Ryan Poles is the one doing the head coaching search and he's gonna make the final decision. I actually kind of like the Bears process in this whole search. Maybe the only issue I have is not firing them earlier, and you could have taken advantage of that two weeks of the final season. But I didn't have a problem with them interviewing everybody, head coach and GM, as long as they picked the GM first, which they did. I felt like the entire time, if you don't know football, why don't you talk to everybody that does? Try to learn something. Like bring in all the people that are in successful programs across the league. What can you take away? Why not? And especially their committee has people that are at the ground level with players in the locker room, diversity. Like you you can learn just so many different avenues of things, not even just this is how you win X's and O's on Sundays. Like there's a lot of things you can take away from some of these interviews. And I always kind of felt it was like a research thing. And I bet you Bill Polian was somewhat driving it. Like you need to know more of what you don't know. Let's bring in everybody type thing. Yeah. And if you're I mean, like a team like the Giants and you're better yeah. at picking out GMs, fine. Have only three or four candidates and you like it, go. You're the Bears. You don't know what the hell you're doing. You need to check out everybody. I'm with you. And so with you. if you get the GM first and then you get out of his way, I mean, isn't that what we wanted? I mean, when we were pre- like celebrating it, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy being out? If you get out of his way. If you get out of his exactly. way. Exactly. You have to get out of his way. If you get out of it, wouldn't that make sense to like, I almost kind of felt like the George McCaskey press conference at the end of the year was a disaster with some of the things he said, but I felt like the reorganization was almost overblown a little bit. If the GM is reporting directly to him, 
And George is serious about being, I want my football guy to have full autonomy and just have control. And you let him do everything. And you know that you're in direct contact. There's no Ted in between like, well, Ted, tell him uh, I don't like this type thing. You know, that's eliminated. Now you have this close relationship with your GM. Doesn't it just make sense to get out of the way? And I feel like that's what George wanted to do. He just couldn't explain it in an articulate way. No, I totally disagree. Um, okay. Because you, you, if you don't know what you're doing and the the executive player personnel guy who's had plenty of hats but hasn't even worn the GM hat and he's the de facto president of football operations, that's a lot to entail. And mm-hmm. what you, if you needed a, um, a Bill Polian type to come in and help you, you probably just need someone to be your president of football operations, and and then let that G, let that general manager grow with someone there to help him. Now, I, I did ask the guys on the Under Center podcast about him filling out his staff, and the name they brought up was go after Scott Pioli. Now, if he does something like that, and if Scott Pioli is willing to come in and do be an advisor at some point or do something. I'll be interested, but the, if the Bears have failed how in their organizational structure over the last thirty odd years, I won't even just go over George's time frame. But thirty odd years, you need to change. Like, especially when you're coming at a press conference talking about how ignorant you are, and I don't mean ignorant as slander. I mean it as the definition, not knowing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree. Like, I wanted the czar. I wanted the president. I felt like it was just never really realistic, though, because they don't want to neuter Sweaty Teddy like that. They don't want to push him to the side. They don't want to turn him into Crane Kenny. They want him at the top. So I don't know. I'm with you. I would have liked that, but there are tons of examples across the league where you don't have that. This can still work. Look, he may – listen, this is what we're praying. He's special. I want to sit there, and of course he's going to make some misses in pro personnel and drafts, but for the most part, I want to be like, I don't have to worry about that because we we got Ryan Poles. Like, when's the last time it's a Bears fan? You were like, I don't have to worry about that. We have so-and-so, right? Jerry Angelo after the second round. Right. (laughs) And that's that's not enough. Like, I... that's not enough. I, I want to be like, I want to hear that we have a top executive. I want people to start being like, yeah, you know, Ryan Pose is like top four in the league. Yeah, the Bears, he needs a promotion. Top because, 10. Christ, can we just uh, get yeah, there? I, I, I want more than that. I want, Because what it will give us is so many more bites at the apple. So many more mm-hmm. times where a minor mistake can be overcome because you totally know, oh, this is even though it looks like this, this is insurmountable. This is nothing. You know, right. it's something can we happens. get a, a Rajul Douglas from like uh, the Green Bay Packers. They picked him up off Arizona's practice squad. Like, when are we going to see stuff like that start right. happening? You know, so that that's that's what I, I, I want it all. I want it all, baby. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, again, I, I like uh, this. Chances are it's not, but there's a chance maybe this is that dude. I, I want that dude, man. I want to know that my football team has one of the best front office personnel people in it. And it even be, it, it'd be one thing if they could just go out and just buy off somebody who's already great. But to know that, all right, he came, even though he was in Kansas City, 
he 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 cut ground as a GM here, and then he did this to this organization as far as my favorite football organization. So I, I want it all, and I hope Ryan Poles is that guy that can do it, but we won't know for some years to come. We can start to see this season with the coach, with the staffs and everything, but we really won't know for a couple of yeah. years if we're moving in the proper direction. And I'll be there to blast him or I'll be there to, 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 to pat him on the back and say, man, I'm so happy that you're here within this organization. Yeah, All right, man. Yeah. We had a terrific, terrific divisional round this week. All right. You had the Bengals taking out the Titans, which I had the Titans win. I mean, I had the Bengals winning that game, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, well, if Ryan Tannehill didn't go full Jay Cutler, I'm just saying that's 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 a that's, hey, we've been telling folks that Ryan Tannehill, baby, that just <laughs> that gamble right there. Dude, like, dude, think, I mean, listen, my great my Grable is one of the better Grable. coaches in it. Thank you, Grable. I said it right that time. No, Vrabel. V. Vrabel. How was go with the G? Vrabel. 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 I usually don't do this. Whatever. Mike. Vrabel. Old Patriots linebacker. Mike Vrabel is one of the better coaches in the NFL, period. You can see from the culture that he's instituted in that organization. But them attaching their wagon to Ryan Tannehill, for me, didn't make as much sense. Even though I understand where you're in a position where you don't want to lick a gift quarterback in the mouth, a guy that you brought in at, at when 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 Mariota seemed like he wasn't the guy and you're like, all right, this is our backup. And you went with him and he goes off and, and, and takes you to a level you didn't think you're going to go. You still got to know that he's not the one. In your heart of hearts, you got to be serious with that. You get We talked about that with uh, Sam Darnold in Carolina. Like, right. Hey, play with yourself if you want to. Yeah. Um, but so – that to me, I mean, and I'm, I'm. It's gonna be hard for me, especially when he gets offensive line in front of him, to bet against Joe Burrow. I'm gonna just tell you that. Oh in, yeah. In general, I mean, I mean, it's something. I'm not even talking like physically. There are even some of these younger quarterbacks are better than him. I can just look at Herbert and I can look at Josh Allen. But there's there is some moxie in within this dude that's different. All right. And, and he, he just has as much accuracy as anybody. I was about to say, and phys- now physically, I'm not saying like he's he's a, a system guy or he has he's weak. No, no. He can make the throws. So, and, and you know, he's he's af- and he's athletic enough. You know what I'm saying? But there's some intangible to him mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. a lot of guys don't have, in my in my opinion, viewing him right now, that there is something about Shorty. You know what I'm saying? Like I look, listen, I look at Ohio State, I'm like, I don't know, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that, right? But I mean, LSU did—they <laughs> did have an extra whip, and the boosters were boosted. All right, yeah, like they were right. boosted. It's like we, we, we got wait, extra we cigars fight. here. We're closer to Cuba. We can get right. some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so with that game, uh, to me, it wasn't as much as a surprise. I did. Uh, my only thing was, I, I wonder, like, man, could Derrick Henry perhaps sway the tide enough uh, coming back from injury? So that 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 was cool. You know, what I'm saying, sticking with. It's the Saturday games, Division oh, Saturday. My favorite game of the weekend. It God, wasn't much. It wasn't. It wasn't at all the most entertaining. But yeah. did I need that result? I needed it. God, um, I was happy. Aaron Rodgers put his ass, put himself in a box where it's like, okay, shorty. So you. Oh, can I you, say something really quick with the with that hole? I I was so happy that the Packers lost that the next morning I was just I went actually Packers podcasts because I just wanted to hear them cry ooh, and be sad. Oh, that's deep. How did, how and me. 
So one of them was good, but then this other one was absolutely ridiculous. The host said, I don't want to hear anything. It's no one else's fault except special teams. I was like. You score 10 points. 10 San points. San Francisco was playing in the brutal the cold. Drive. Right. Wait, wait, San Francisco was playing in the brutal cold. I understand you had the worst special teams in the NFL and they had the best, if not one of the better ones. Dude, you have physically one of the best passers ever. And forget passers, scramblers of the football. Best quarterbacks, all right? I'm not talking about a guy who's a runner. I'm talking about a guy who can move around and throw. You have right. physically arguably the greatest one until the last four or five years with all these kids that are coming out, Patrick Mahomes, so on and so forth. Uh, Justin, I mean, uh, uh, Josh Allen, yeah. Justin this Herbert. Like, yeah, like uh, before before these guys, and we can go through them, you th- you have had a decade at least where you you were the, the guy, and you're telling me you can only give 10, you can only get 10 points? Don't tell me that. And that, you're too, and that, you're too special. You're supposed week? to be too special for that. Go ahead. Was it all week? San Francisco has no chance. They're injured. Uh-huh. Blah, 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 blah. The Packers are getting healthy. They're getting right. And, and then this dude is saying like, oh, that's what you need special teams there for when the offense is an off game. This dude has never beaten the 49ers in the playoffs. This dude is like, what, 9 and 10 or something in the playoffs? Like, I don't think he's just having a one-off game and you need your special. It almost sounded like a Bears thing where it's like, oh, we need that special teams and defense to be there because this offense is trash. No, you've got Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. What do we talk about in the playoffs? What does it come down to? Every team's really great. Who has the best quarterback play? Yeah, that dude. I'm not, again. I'm not putting this all on him, but I'm putting a large chunk on yeah. him because uh, to me, this, he's as culpable as the special teams. Yeah, but but I mean, yes, yeah, special teams failed, and those gentlemen get paid. But you get paid, paid, yeah. and you uh, you fought for power, power. That you that comes with you do this on Saturday, D- Division Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Especially we, when you, Jimmy Garoppolo is terrible. Right, dude. If, if, if you you're you're not you're kicking in Golden Coot's door, you have to sit there and be like, I need more. I need you to listen to me. I need you to do what you're doing on the field. So it's like, yeah, son, I have to. Not to say he shouldn't have been doing it already. That's not what I'm trying to get into. But that was a that was such a letdown from a, one of the greater quarterbacks ever. It capsulated his career in a way. Now, I mean, he may go and win one if he goes someplace else, right? And I, we got to say this for another day because it hit me today is what if, you know, we're all celebrating like this is over. What if he doesn't leave, right? Like, ain't that, Well, it, it's sounding like Devontae gonna, or him's got to leave. What, I'm just saying, what I'm if he you, doesn't though. leave? He might. What, if, <laughs> what if he, like, I'm like, dog, we are like, it's a done deal. We're, I, what if he'd be like, you know what, guys? I decided yeah. to be like, nah, fam. Even though I'm going to tell you the truth, I'd rather beat the man. I'd rather go mm-hmm. through you than not have a chance. I I, 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 look, I, I could be foolhardy, but I, because I don't want people to be like, oh, you didn't even face nobody. You know what I'm saying? No, I'd you're, you're, like, you're not foolhardy. We just got to hear who the head coach is first. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that, that got me, dog, 13 to 10. You, you're going to tell me that perhaps right. Aaron Rodgers, and this, this isn't, and it's funny, Strobel, I think it's Strobel. No, it's not Strobel. Ivan on Sean and Maya always brings up uh, Dan Marino's last game versus the Jags, right? 
And oh, I remember that game exactly. But I, I, I was blocking out, and then until like the last year and a half, it brings us like, Oh my god, I forgot how terrible that game was for Dan Marino's last game, right? Oh, he and, got whoa, <laughs> oh my god. Right? But the point that I'm trying to get to a mentioning that is Dan Marino had come back from uh, uh I think it was Achilles, he had atrophy like three seasons before that, like he was at the end end of his career. And at that time, quarterbacks were like living forever. Right. But I mean, Aaron Rodgers is in the back end of his prime. I mean, like right now, physically, he's still an extremely gifted quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I could see him yeah. playing if he wanted to four more seasons. I don't mean four more where he's being carried. I mean, three or four, though, three, three at least to those four seasons. He's the main fulcrum in why your offense is getting done what they're getting done until it's the playoff time. Um, so that's why it was disappointing to see him just put up 10, 10, 10 puny, puny and, points. And it's not even like 10 to me. It is three points after the first drive of the right, game. Man. That's a great point. That's a great point, man. And I mean, that also, so it's going to be interesting to see if, if he does leave, how great Matt LaFleur is. I can't wait. For the the love yeah, era, too. yeah, because all I keep hearing how is Matt Lafleur is the new Bill Belichick. Like, let me uh, see that stuff. I can't wait see. to see that. Let's see. You know, what I'm saying. It doesn't I mean, it, it blow it, your mind though? Too like, I still can't get over this. The Bears and the Packers have the same amount of Super Bowl appearances this millennium. Like, how is that even possible? I get it. They got the ring. The Bears didn't win. They have the same amount of Super Bowl appearances. This millennium in 22 years. While we're hating with 30 years of having, if not the best quarterback in the NFL, a guy in the top four. Right. They've won two Super Bowls. Right. Right. Two. I mean, I'm not, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Imagine this. Imagine New England having two, tw- 40 years of Tom Brady. <laughs> Look, they have like 50 <laughs> Super Bowls. Right. Just think about it. They were I know. It'd be over and over. Even dude, they have 30 years of having at, at one point that quarter, and not just one point for seasons, that guy was viewed as perhaps the best QB in the league. And they've had just listen again, I will take it. But you guys, boy, you y'all Atlanta Braves so hard with y'all. I know. Like so- I just I said it with Mitch. I, I didn't believe it, but I'm like, if Mitch could somehow win a Super Bowl, he'd have as many as Aaron Rodgers which and is, Brett Favre. Which is crazy. It's just, it's just crazy to think about. But all right. Like, speaking of the GOAT, I'm sorry, were you about to say something else? No, minute, no, go ahead. Speaking of the GOAT, um, man, that man, that's that mama, that's a real bad man over there. Forget Aaron Rodgers. That man with the plugs in his head and the supermodel yeah. wife. Yeah. That, it's slightly athletic, but still to this day, arm is ridiculous. All right, knows how to climb a pocket like no other under duress, right? May look, look, I mean, that man, right? And he is not my man. I just got to give props to that man over there, right? <laughs> He's not my guy, but he didn't, he the man. I, I, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. Shout out, Ron. He's the man, right? Um, dude, to sit there, first of all, um, Sean McVay, nah, fam, I'm not with you no more. All right, I'm off, I'm done. I, me and you at the beginning of the year were talking. Think about the beginning of the season. We we were saying in the, in the NFC, really, a large focus of us was the Rams and the 49ers. 
our thoughts were the 49ers was going to be hurt. The 49ers were hurt again this year, right? But they they fall back. And then could the Rams pull it off? But the Ram, we were, I, 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 we, I leaned Rams. I think you may have leaned Rams too, right? I leaned Niners. Yeah, I was gonna say, but you were, you were like, you were like this. You were, we were, you were like this though, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. We did not see that Cardinals, and we didn't believe in those Seahawks. Right, right. We and we were right, right. But when you sit there, Sean McVay, you went to Cabo to get this man, right? And yes, he will throw a pick. Don't get it confused. He will get greedy on that ass. He almost threw one. He almost threw one Sunday afternoon. But you were beating them offensively. All right. You they they they'd had no answer really for your offense. And you 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 shifted the gears down. And that was from the second half, the beginning of the second half on. You have to bury Tom Brady. All right. Mm-hmm. You don't you you can't just throw six feet of dirt on him. You have to wrap him in adamantium coils. You have to look for the most bottomless pit ever bottomless. You have to ha- take a building and toss that after you right. toss, him down, toss that building down on top of him. You can't just be like, yeah, you know, we got like 16, 17 points. I know they had more than that, but you can't you dude, you you yeah. you can't be just 20 points up on Tom Brady with two. Two would have to go. Period. We all know period. Sean McVay saw that Super Bowl against Atlanta. Dude, yes, dude. So you sit there and go to this conservative style to where Cam Akers just run the ball, run the ball, run. The ball. I'm not saying that that's bad. You could have done more work off of play action, but you were getting it done through your passing game. That game shouldn't have been close at the end of it no. if you hadn't started gearing down. Like he, he almost gave them the game, and I'm not disrespecting the champs because. They showed championship medal to the degree where I am proud of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Those guys came back. A lot of those guys could have made more money going out after winning the Super Bowl and going to different teams and just soaking up whatever teams want to give them as far as cap space and so on and so forth. They said, let's run it back. Let's do it again. They had injuries. They had the situation where you have Chris Godwin blowing his knee out. You have A.B. deciding, I'm done. I'm getting up out of here. You needed probably just one of those two. All you needed was one. It wasn't even a question. All you needed was one. You didn't even need both. You needed one. All right. And they still came back and almost did it. They do. Their hearts are so big that that shout out to the champs because they still the champs until somebody else wins this year. Shout out to the Tampa Bay Bucks, man. Shout out to Tom Brady for going down there and changing that organization around, man. If Tom Real Brady quick. retired, go ahead. Is he done? I don't know, because to me, one, he can't just be like, yeah, I'm coming back because of the situation they have with the players. So he has to be like, what really like what y'all going to do to try to make this, try to do something. I know cap wise, we have some, we have some issues, but he doesn't want to sit there and be with the team. That's like a nine win team. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, they can have more than nine wins because of him and Mike Evans and whenever Chris Godwin and Chris Godwin, I mean, Chris Brown, I don't even see, I don't even know if they're franchise him now again. Right. Cause I mean, think about how much it would cost, the franchise him again, and he, he just blew his knee out. You know what I'm saying? I think the franchise for a receiver is around twenty million. Right. So I mean, he he probably wasn't, but and that's what makes it so bad for him because he got franchise tag next year, and now he really can't go out on the market the way he would have went out on the market because he has an ACL, a fresh ACL tear, basically. 
Uh, but mm-hmm. I, that was my first thoughts when that news broke on Tom Brady was, well, you don't want to sit there and, and tell was is it the Blazers or the Bidwells that own the uh, the Bidwells yeah. own. The Glazers? It's the the Glazers, Glazers. you're right, the Glazers. You don't want to tell the Glazers, like, yeah, I'm here, y'all do whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know what they can do due to their cap ramifications. But that was my first inkling. I know that Dave come out and he said that his family will will play a huge factor in it. I mean, to be honest with you, he deserves the right to walk off healthy. Like, he deserves the right to not get pushed out because he could play three more years. It's not even a question in my heart he can play the 47. Right. And I don't yeah. mean like he he out he's straight. I mean he look at 47 be like he he's he good, right? He's like been in the MVP to, talk all year long. Oh, he should probably be the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like because he's not my guy, you know, but let's let's really be honest. I mean his numbers at least he could put up more than 10 points. I mean, dude, it, it would they would be in this dog. I don't even want to do that. If Tom Brady played for the page, I mean for the for the Green Bay Packers, they would oh, have won. Yeah, so. I don't even want to. Oh my god, dude. I, I, I don't yeah, even want to go. I was about to say, do you want to oh. go to that bizarro? Do you want me to throw up? The bathroom's right there. I can just okay, throw up real okay. quick. No, that's okay. That's okay. But how about uh, the just, game of the weekend? Dude. So I don't know if you saw the UC or whatever, right? We're sitting there um, now. I'm trying to get this game in because I'm not in real time. So after the the the, the of Rams grew Tampa Bay game, right? I go, I hop in the shower because I know I got to do I do some other stuff around the house. Um, now I got to get in this 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 uh, Buffalo Bills game against the Chiefs, and I'm trying to get it done before we record the show. We were set to record the show at 9 p.m. Sunday night. Because I knew this was probably we were, a lot of ch- chunk of under center were gonna, was going to be about these games because at that point it wasn't too much Bears discussion for us to dive deeply into right like it is today. So I was man, I like I gotta get this done. And at one point in the text thread, Eric Strobel was like, Josh Allen, uh, have a night. Like I'm sorry, he's basically like, man, he killing it right. And I was like, mm. I'm not looking at my phone no more right i was like because i'm not in real time so i'm fast forwarding like i'm not missing anything because i'm getting to where it's about to start and go some series i am going through to see what kind of happens if it's like okay let me run but i'm really watching majority of it right and i'm watching it and i'm like man time is getting closer it's getting closer to nine man and at this point i have to finish this right i cannot i cannot it's too at this point it's too good and i'm not even i'm probably at like eight minutes left in the fourth. You know what I'm saying? And it's already oh, like, yeah. I, I can't quit her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I can't, I can't guys, y'all gonna have to, I never, and I'm never, not to say I, I may not be late, but I'm never like, y'all gonna wait. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not that type of person, but I'm like, dude, I, I have to see this or whatever, right? And I don't want to tell them because I don't want to look at my phone. I almost want to be like, oh, after, can you check Tony and tell him? <laughs> like, Hey, I guess it's gonna be a second, right? Because I'm like, you know, I don't, I do not want to pick my phone. I should just went to my right. computer and email, email somebody. But even with that, the fear of bad, seeing the yeah. score or anything, right. it's just I didn't, I didn't want to. So I'm sitting there, I'm watching it. We see that 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 uh the Buffalo Bills score. You know what I'm saying? The game seems like it's over, right? Mm-hmm. Come back, then. You have KC scores. I'm like, and I'm like, and to mind you, of course, you know, I'm rooting for a baby. I mean, a baby go. That, that's my baby. I'm rooting for him, even though, and you know, Josh Allen is a bull of mine, though. All right. Yeah. You know, 
I told yeah, her famously, famously. Josh Allen over Baker Mayfield, right? Famously. Shout out, shout out, that, shout out that to Rex was Ryan. Your, that was the Ken Davis Bowl. I'm just realizing <laughs> that right now. That wasn't, that wasn't so, a divisional round. That's the Ken Davis Bowl. So I wouldn't have been upset. It wasn't a situation where I would have been like – Damn, I mean, I still wanted KC, especially with KC getting there last year and losing. And I mean, it'd be different. I mean, I'm always going to root for KC, but it'd be different if they had tackles. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he didn't have tackles. All right. So, like, I'm just like, <laughs> I'll, I would take the loss to Tampa easier if they had tackles and if the tackles just got their ass beat. I'm talking about their regular tackles. All right. So a part of me still wants wants that for for them, and that's my that's my team. Even though they for the streets because they're so good, and Patrick Mahomes is so big now. That's everybody's, but that that's my baby. All right, but Josh Allen, I'm, I'm not rooting against him. I'm like, man, look, Josh, especially I mean, I, I I have an affinity for Josh Allen's play, but especially what he was doing. I mean, that scramble. I mean, it was just like it, this dude was unstoppable, right? And w- with that cannon on his arm, it was just like, oh my god, the pure bliss. So I just kept get, feeling like, get Dable down here and let him right, try to do it with Justin right. Fields. So then you get to the touchdown with 13 seconds by Buffalo. And I'm just like, and this, mind you, I just, but all, every time something happens, I'm like, oh, oh. And then I'm like, so I just went crazy because at this point, Kansas City was up. They just come and they just score another touchdown. It's 13 seconds. Off. I'm like, I'm still like, damn, I'm rooting for KC more. I'm like, but I'm like, damn, this, I'm just like, this is cold. This, this slightly hurts, but I'm like, this is cold. This is cold. I'm like, I would have been done. I was set at that point, right? Then Baby Go comes in with his ultra weapons in uh, a Travis Kelsey and a Tyreek Hill showing why he has an unfair hand because he has he has uh, once in a generation or slightly once in a generation players at key positions on his team, right? A receiver tight end, right? And he drives down and they get that field goal, right? And I mean, to sit there and see how many extra yards and it just goes to the, the physical traits that both of them have in, in Hill and Kelsey. But it's like, because, you know, like most most people would have got 10 yards. These fools got like 15 and 20. Yeah, you know what I'm right, saying? It was just right, like, right. it was like, like you thought, you thought that the kicker was going to have to kick a, a, a 50 yard, 55 yard kick. You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. Right. No. You're right. Exactly. Right. So, and then you said he has to kick it. He kicks it, right? So now I'm getting closer to where I'm almost in real time, right? So at this point, I've set up my rig like I got it set up now, right? And I I go to my – I got my rig up, and I'm still watching the game, and I go to Gmail because I'm expecting the link for the show is in there, right? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like it's no link. I'm like, oh, these. I was like, this. I'm like, this. This is an OT. They are in OT, right, Eric and Tony, right? I'm like, they're in OT. And then, so right then, the link, the link comes through, right now. Mind you, KC has the ball. The link comes through. I said, damn, Kansas City won. Because <laughs> then it hit me. They were awake watching the game. Still watching the game too. As soon as the link came through, and I said, I said, it's not enough time. I said, KC won now, right? So I'll do. So then we when we come on. If you listen to that episode, I'm keying in right after so i didn't even do an intro i come on there i'm like yes <laughs> like i'm amped i'm amped dude i'm so hyped i'm so hyped because one outside of okay it, I, I love the kc i love kansas i love the buffalo bills from marv levy from you know everything that went went on with those teams with um thurman thomas with um how am i blanking out on um the k how about looking out on their quarterback? This is so disrespectful. Jim Kelly. 
Yeah, how about taking picking out on Jim Kelly with Jim Kelly? You know what I'm saying? With you know Bruce Smith and Cornelius Bennett, just with all Andre Reed, you know, all those guys from my youth who I got tired of seeing them in the Super Bowl, but they were this great team that just didn't win that one that they deserved to win that damn one because they deserved to win two, but at least that one. Um, so I, I have affinity for Buffalo. Um, so it, that that alone, I mean, they have, listen. That's that. And then to hear people the next day be like, well, was this the greatest football game ever? And the consensus was just, but I, and I always love my old reporters here in Chicago because they can set you straight. And like as a kid, like, you know, I, I love like uh, uh, Dan Pompey and, and Hub Arkish, you know what I'm saying? So like Dan Pompey was on the score. Uh, I believe it was was with, with Parkinson Spiegel. And he was like, I don't know, whatever. And it was good. Like, OK, let's slow it down. But still. For that game, especially in this microwave society, we want everything that we live in to be the greatest ever at the point because we're viewing it. But still, that one that one could qualify, um, well, especially when you throw in the context. Horrible wild card weekend. Amazing divisional games leading up to it. All right. of them coming down to a last second, like score, field goal, field goal to tie it that, up or yeah. win. And on top of all of that. You have this back and forth, an impossible two-minute scenario. Like, quarterbacks just playing as good as we've seen quarterback play ever. Like, yeah, I can see the argument for that game for sure. Because to live up to all of that. And this that game was tabbed immediately as the game of the week. That's what everybody building up to was like, that's the game. It It was the game of the decade. All right. It was the game of the decade. Yeah, that right you're not going to get a better game this playoffs. Not, 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 dude, not where both of them were playing at that level. Right. All right. That, that back and forth. And that's why I get the overtime rules argument again, because no side was stopping the other. Uh, those quarterbacks, was, were, it, time it, it, was, was going to stop those quarterbacks. Totally, and that's it. Totally. That's right. That's I have to agree with that. Even if I'm happy, Casey won. I, they were not going to stop Josh Allen and the Bills and the Brian Dable's offense. It, I, they weren't. And I, I could be have a bias, but I'm gonna shine right through it. They weren't. They the Bills would have won had the going talk coin toss went their way. It was terrific. I feel sorry for the Bills. Hopefully, through this era, they get their 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 um, Super Bowl championship. Um, but man, you got to feel great about their future, especially if they can overcome Brian Dable leaving that organization and Josh Allen really not stumble and, and continue right. to excel. Then, I mean, because that, oh my goodness, what they were doing. It's crazy so cool. how he's not a pro bowler. Just crazy. Oh, dude, but the thing is, he is going to be the front runner for MVP next year just because of that. Because one, he's the new, he's not the, the in, a, a former MVP or an incumbent. You know what I'm saying? So it's always mm-hmm. easier to usurp someone. But with that, people like that, he deserves it. He deserves it, man. Shout out to Josh Allen, man. That, that was a brilliant performance on both of their parts, man. So. Yeah, we'll get into when we're probably a little bit later in this week before this uh, championship weekend takes place. Give you our preview of those upcoming games for the NFC and AFC championship. Uh, but right now, you know, right now, it is time for me to ask my man, Ryan B. Ski, what do you have for me? Don't you think? I mean, isn't this thrilling? Everything's up for grabs. Up for grabs time, Ryan. What you got? Well, you sent over a nice little interesting screenshot of a tweet talking about the Bulls' interest in Jeremy Grant off the Pistons and how they do not want to trade Patrick Williams along with that uh, potential deal and give that to the Pistons, who famously, before that draft, said that they were going to draft Patrick Williams at seven had he been there. 
the Bulls didn't take him at four. So I'm just kind of wondering, not necessarily with Jeremy Grant specifically, but do you think that the Bulls can make an impactful trade while keeping both Kobe White and Patrick Williams? I don't know how. Like, what would you what what do what else do they have outside of draft capital? So you're gonna go into another off season without? Do wait do do, do we even have a first round pick this year? Are we out this year? I think too? they have a they have one this I year. Mean, don't have one next year, right? I don't remember exactly. I know they have the Portland pick, and they've got something else protected in the second round. Okay, so maybe I could be wrong. I, 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 we have to look that up. Um, what I mean, what are you going to – you have to give something to get something unless now the Pistons just want to get from up under the contract, but I would think there would be other teams that can offer you something more and take on Jeremy Grant's contract. So I, I don't see how you can give up neither. Like, I know you damn well ain't giving up Io. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that's a that's a deal break. Do you know, Tyler, listen, man, this is how crazy thing. You know how cold a player will have to be <laughs> about the large market this one. You know how cold somebody will have to be to give up Io Dzumu? Um, I know you wouldn't give up Io. You know what I'm saying? So, and I mean, I, when I initially saw this, I was thinking perhaps Kobe would be involved. But, I mean, you look at what the, the, the Pistons have and Killian Hayes and Motorcade, maybe they're looking for somebody else to spark off the bench, but they don't necessarily need a guy a guy right now to come in and play extreme. And again, I, I don't even know the entirety of their roster, but I'm just saying it, it, I don't know if that would be enough to take away from what Jeremy Grant does. Now, I know they know they realize they're in a different position timeline was timeline wise with Jeremy Grant and they realize that they're in a real rebuild with some of that young talent that they have. But I mean, if you can make a trade for him and keep Patrick Williams, I'm for it. I think they need to hold on to Kobe white due to these injuries. But if you told me I could trade Kobe white and some draft pick and get, uh, um, and get Jeremy Grant, I would make that move three times on Sunday and five times on a Monday to be, especially if I can hold on to Patrick Williams. If I can hold on to Patrick Williams, and um, if I could, which hold is on what Patrick, I'd like them to do, if I could hold on to Patrick Williams, um, it wouldn't even be a question as long as you know the players. Because I mean, you're not going to trade line, you're not going to trade any of the players that are the key players this year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't even need to go through their names, basically. But I mean, what with the what with the, the, the they want green? Like who who do they have that? Would, would be Derek Jones Jr. has talked about a lot as a potential guy, not for necessarily Jeremy Grant straight up or anything like that, but supposedly that's an attractive piece. I think it's because of his expiring contract. Okay, okay. If you listen, if you can pull that, listen. If the, if 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 Artie and Mark can pull that off. Man, shout out to you. That's Set why the bar get, for Ryan Poles, baby. That's all I was just gonna get. That's all I was just gonna say. That's what I want to say. Like they can get, and it seems like they're heading there, but it hasn't been enough time. If the Bulls can sit there with Artunas Karnasovas and Mark Eversley, make me feel like, dude, I don't it don't matter. We got the best in the biz. Again, there will be times where they make a mistake, but it's like, nah, dude, these are some of the best that's doing it right now. Um, if they can pull that out in this way and it's successful, man. Kudos to Michael Reinsdorf and everything going on in the Bulls front office. Um, I would love it. I've already said I wouldn't move Patrick Williams this year for Jeremy Grant because yeah. you're not going to win a championship this year. And I'm sorry for your bet, right. Ryan, but you're not going to win a championship. No, they don't have to win the championship. They just have to get to the finals. That's are you going to are you going to sell that bet now? 
I might have to hedge. Who knows? We'll see. Or what you could, you could wait until you could wait. What you should do is wait until, especially if the now this is a question. Bulls got to be healthy, but yeah. wait until oh, April yeah. and playoff time. And if you could wait until April and playoff time, and especially the Bulls go and knock somebody out the first round, you could try to. You now you may not want to sell it then. But yeah. You can, but you may be it may be it, it may be beneficial <laughs> to move to sell that bet off and get you four hundred dollars perhaps or three hundred dollars, you know, saying to recoup two if it's three, you know what I'm saying? It may be benefit because there's you know, there's somebody out there that will probably go for it. But yeah, I I don't think the Bulls can do it this year. Um, right now, due to their injuries, as far as getting out of the East, I don't. I, I, I mean, because we're saying everyone has to be back healthy, and some of the things that we've seen during this stretch run, as far as toughness, are somewhat concerning. It's not because this isn't the thug. I don't want to say thug NBA. This isn't the NBA in the past where you 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 had to man up at with the enforcers and all that Thank stuff. You. Yeah, you know, so it's it, it, you 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 need as a team to be able to hold people accountable as far as opposing players messing with you, but it's not like you have to have a Charles Oakley on team um, even though Charles Oakley could ball too you know what I'm saying he can knock down a little 15 footer and rebound um, but yeah I don't I don't see it happening and I still look at the flexibility that Patrick Williams gives you financially but also talent wise um, that I wouldn't want to move off of him just yet and I could be wrong but I'm, I'm willing to find out if I'm wrong or not yeah I'm with you and the Bulls have the Blazers first round pick but it's protected in the top 14 so at this point it would defer to 2023 because the pick is out of the top 14 or is in the top 14. Sorry. Okay. And the Blazers will most likely be in the lottery mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of Damian Lillard being up. They may, but listen, they, they still, that may be appealing to Detroit having a Blazers first round pick the year after this one, when the Blazers may be going through some transition next season for mm-hmm. all we know. So, you know, you you never know. I, but I don't for me right now on the outside looking in, it doesn't seem like enough. If they can finagle it, hats off to those two gentlemen. And I look forward to the moves they'll be making in the future. My last up for grabs, MLB and MLBPA have continued their negotiation. I think they actually went back to back days, believe it or not, negotiating. It seems like there's some progress. The per usual reports uh, closer on this stuff, still super far away on that stuff. What do you think? Are you more optimistic that the MLB season will start on time? I don't think it was going to start. For, I, I think the most, in my opinion, is it could be a week and a half late. I never thought this lockout was going to last until this. It's too much money. It's too. I don't. I don't see it. And and I could be wrong. Too many players have gotten paid. You know what I'm saying? The vets and not to say billion dollars right before the end. I'm not saying the vets don't care about the, these younger players and are going to try to fight for them. But like I, it's fighting for somebody. It's and, and not everybody is different when the money's in the bank. Show me what you think. A uh, little scrap. Yeah. And right. how many people are like, I went through it. Why can't right. you go through it? And but also how many of these young players are willing to sit out and not get their checks too? You know what I'm saying? Like if if I'm two years from arbitration, if I'm a, this is an arbitration year and I'm a year away from free agency, you know what I'm saying? And one, you you like if I, and I don't think it's going to go long, but I'm just saying it's hypothetical that this could go long and you're messing with me accruing another year. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, and it, even even more, when are these things going to be implemented? 
Because let's just say I'm three to four years away from arbitration. If this isn't going to be implemented in the time span for me, again, I'm not saying you should be the selfish. I'm just pointing out that some people are like this. I don't know how deep down I can go with my money being low because I haven't gotten that supreme payday from being a free agent and my signing money wasn't ridiculous. I don't know how far I can go into a lockout. So I never truly believe because this goes back to if this would have happened two seasons ago with, with, with the Bryce Harper and the Manny Machado around that time. You know what I'm saying? I Because I, remember, it was around then they was talking about more collusion and how they, you know, mm-hmm. some people weren't getting... I could see it kind of taking place, but I feel like the owners have been breaking a little bit more bread to kind of cover their you-know-whats uh, to a degree. So I don't think this is going to go significantly into the season, in my opinion. Well, I, I hope that's right. Like, for me, I don't have too much of an inclination. I just, you know, with the MLB and MLBPA, I feel like they have the worst negotiations out of all the major sports, maybe except hockey. I I do think they they, they know that they can't risk that. It's, I think still from 98 to a degree, they I realize. I hope they understand. Well, not 98, the lockout before 98, that they realize that they can't. They can, and also, dude, I don't know. I, I'm sure these TV deals, you, you're not getting paid. Or maybe I don't, I don't know how these TV deals work if there's no games. Let me say that. I, I don't know the fine print. I don't know if the, if, the, if the money is already in the bank. But I'm sure right. there has to be something to benefit these cable companies in some fashion if you're not giving them product to bring in sponsors. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I... I don't know. The owners can always last longer, though. We all know that. But sooner or later, you, you, do you really want to hurt the game? Is it really worth that to the game? Um, and I believe they can get it done. But listen, I'm, I, I could easily stand corrected. I think it's my fear is just because of that pandemic year. Like you had the stage to yourself and you couldn't get some kind of negotiation together and start playing baseball when you could have just that could have been so impactful. I feel like everybody would have watched your sport. And they just let that thing pass by because the biblical losses and yada, yada, yada stuff that like nobody wants to hear about. And they just keep talking about, I mean, young people are consuming the game, not like how we do where they're sitting down actually watching a game. But you just wonder like how much, how much do you care about baseball? If you're only watching just clips of it here and there. Right. That's a lot of that's a listen, I, I I get it because I lived it. That's a lot of time and nowadays to put into something, man. Yeah, you can't. That's you can't. That's a lot. But do you do you want to go buy gear? Do you want to go to games? Do you want to do those things? If all you do is like, yeah, let me just see a few clips on the phone. No, but I mean, I I think you want to go to games if you love your team. And because baseball's price point allows you to just pop in at a game. You know what I'm saying? Easier than some of these other, definitely than the NFL, you know what I'm saying? And the NBA, depending on the market. Um, So I I do think people will go, but I think your point is valid. We already know just the demographic that it's not appealing to young people. And most of their fans are old and sooner or later, unfortunately, just due to how life works, they're going to be dead. I think some people will replace them, but still you can look at the numbers and see, it won't be the the, the type of numbers that would have replaced those fans 50 or 60 years ago. You know, but that's been a problem with baseball for extremely long. Think about baseball. Only the last three years wants us to have fun. They like it just like just now they like you know what yeah have have a ball out there right they I mean like right. just, just these last three seasons has the real I mean the real shift to where it's like 
for most part, you still have your curmudgeons, but majority of people like, man, go out there and, and have fun and do you where that's the overwhelming thought process when it comes to what you want to see on the baseball field compared to like seven, six years ago, you still have people like, hey, play it like the old days and all this other stuff, even though all these pitchers up there doing all this after striking somebody out. See, that right. always has been a problem with me. Pitchers right. wasn't playing by that. So why the hell would I have to play by that? Right. So, right. But. Yeah, so that's I mean again, and it goes back to the the, the off top. It's baseball, man, they reap what they sow. On that, it's almost note, like Tony with your main Mercedes, your main Mercedes. Get out of here. <laughs> On that note, um, we always appreciate it. Like I said, we'll be back to give you a breakdown of the upcoming NFL championship games with the AFC and NFC. We always appreciate it. Uh, please continue to support, and hopefully uh, we'll give you the uh, product that you enjoy. Have a good one.